I don't have like a base for over past like more than six months and I don't plan to like settle down because I know that there will be many conferences and things happening where I will have to go. I'm Rudy Dogum and this is Wholesome Crypto. Here I speak with crypto experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs to find out what personally led them to the path of cryptocurrency. Today's guest is Annette Rolokova. She's been contributing to the Ethereum ecosystem online with youth magicians and in person by helping organize popular events such as ETH Denver. Welcome, Annette, to the Wholesome Crypto Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, you're uh, such a huge influence in the Ethereum ecosystem. I know you've contributed to a bunch of projects. You've been at many conferences. You're kind of educating and helping out the Ethereum industry as much as you possibly can. You have a lot of work showing that. And for me, it's so fascinating to learn, like, how did you get to this point? So I really want to learn, like, you know, what were you doing before you even heard about crypto, before you even heard about Bitcoin? Where was Annette and what was she doing? Um, so Annette, before joining crypto, was in school. Um, and then I had sort of like, after school, um, I had like crazy year of uh, me wanting to do everything that life can give me uh-huh. and get as many experiences as possible. Uh, and somehow I ended up uh, in a co-working space where people from co- from this co-working space went to Delcom for in Prague. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just went to Prague because I was like, okay, I can stay with them in their Airbnb and I can just explore Prague myself. And then they invited me to some parties. And nice. that's how like the first time I like ended up interacting with people so were you always into tech was like like your passion as like going to school or were you kind of just not into it and you kind of just fell into it um i mean like back in the days we've been in one of the first houses in my little town where i grew up um that had internet wow. uh so um i sort of was like kind of close all the time to computers mm-hmm. um but not really like interacting with them much uh but uh, I had experiences with Code Academy when I was like 12 uh, and I went through HTML and CSS course. Um, and then I was playing Counter-Strike with nah. online friends. Counter-Strike 1.6, um, the yeah, original? Nice. That's yeah. the best one. And <laughs> that's basically how I interacted with tech. And I had like friends that have been building online radios and I tried to like set up PHP websites for yeah. like FileZilla and like all that kind of web deploying and all that nice. stuff. Um, and that's basically how I first time interacted with technology. Uh, but then I went to art high school and saw that I don't have time for coding. Um, and then it sort of developed after like, you know, hanging out with friends at co-working space and there've been a bunch of developers. So, uh, I started interacting with Code Academy again and tried to learn myself how to code in JavaScript, um, try to spin up my little project. Uh, but then, um, I found out that that's not something where I feel most comfortable. So I started doing more of the community stuff. Got it. So you were never, so you, I mean, obviously you appreciate development and programming. It's something you learned, but something was really gravitating you towards the community and like being, uh, someone to help a community organize, manage. I know you're also part of, uh, Ethereum magicians. 
which is, again, awesome forum that helps people learn and educate people on how you know, EIP protocols work and how Ethereum protocols work. So and then like, how did you start getting your, you know, you said that you were in a co-working space that had Ethereum, uh, Ethereum community in it. How did you feel once you started like hearing what they're saying about Ethereum? Did it all make sense to you? Was this like, oh yeah, this is obviously the future. Or was it more like, I have no idea what they're talking about, but I'm intrigued. Um, I mean, firstly, um, especially like the Delcon foreign the parties, uh, I went there and I thought that that's like a bunch of techie nerds. And um, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm sure that I interacted with Mariana from Maker back then and like a couple of people that I don't remember they faced, to be honest. But I told them that I'm just learning JavaScript and then I'm like new in this space. And after after all this like crap, uh, fun stuff, I started learning myself what the Ethereum means. So I went to medium.com and then I was like reading articles, like anything that was there and was um, under keywords, blockchain, Ethereum. Uh, but these articles took me forever to read because I was Googling what every term means. I was reading for, I, I could spend like hours on Medium a day. <laughs> Um, That's good. Keep educating yourself. Yeah, I was like, because my friends, like, I was asking them, like, you know, what is this? Like, what's Ethereum? And what's blockchain? And they were like, Hiko, here's your computer. It's connected to internet. Here's Google. Like, you know, use it. Um, (laughs) So I learned it myself. And then... Um, I was picked as a volunteer for Aragon and that's where I firstly interacted with the community itself because I was like volunteering on the event itself Uh, and that's where I met like more of the community and I was like yes this is the community that I want to be a part of. Mm -hmm. I did not really understand like what those people are talking about but I was interested and I really loved the vibe and I mean usually LR like most of the community and most of the people comes to uh, the space by interacting with Bitcoin Mm -hmm. and holding it or like buying it or whatever. Um, My, like the way how I got into crypto was way different because yes, I heard about Bitcoin back then when I was like, you know, 14 or something because it was on news and like somehow I heard about it and I was never interested about it. Um, but this like Aragon conference really changed my mind and I was like, oh, well, like I really want to be a part of this like wonderful people. Um, and I started to like get myself into the space, reading even more and try to like get a first job. And then I went through, went to another hackathon, which changed, um, everything, which was the East Cape Town hackathon. Like afterward, I got my right. first job in crypto. So yeah, it's awesome because like it sounds like you're just just diving yourself into everything Ethereum and just loving the whole space. And you're right, the Ethereum community is awesome. They're so nice, very much you know education first. Learn about the industry, learn about crypto, learn about blockchain, and kind of like you know the work speaks for itself. Like you're seeing the progress that's happening within that community. And uh, yeah, I'm glad that you've had good vibes with them because yeah, I'm actually going to ETH Denver, so I'm hoping to meet up a lot of people too. You will meet me as well. Oh, nice. <laughs> Good. Now, uh, good. I'm excited yeah. now. I love that's why I love doing this podcast. Sometimes I feel like I meet a lot of people that I'm talking with like in person. So I'm excited for that. Um, so now, yeah, you're you're working. You said you're working on getting your first job in in the Ethereum ecospace. What is that first job? Um, the first job. I mean, 
Uh, we need to like, I think that firstly, we need to understand the space in 2019, mm-hmm. uh, because right now the ecosystem is way more developed and there are way more different kind of like groups of people. Um, and sort of like the ecosystem itself is like way bigger than it was before. And right now you have like a huge DeFi bubble and then you have like a huge NFT bubble. Um, and the NFT bubble is like music, NFT, monkeys, and all like <laughs> big, uh, PFPs, and then yeah. like a bunch of like artists. Um, and then you have the DAO bubble and public goods and you know, token engineering bubble and all that kind of like smaller. But when I entered crypto, uh, it was bear market. A lot of people being just builders that were very like struggling. And I enter crypto as a community person or like I was willing to be a community person and the community people were the most underrated people in the whole industry and we barely got paid back then. (laughs) So just to make sure like everything is clear because right now if you say if you're looking for a community job, everybody's like giving you payroll nearly bigger than two developers. Wow, I didn't Um, know that. That's awesome. Yeah, but back then it was like, it was tough. I was literally like asking my parents for money so I can like keep learning myself and keep educating and like have like a were very like, yeah. were, were your parents excited for you? Were they like, yeah, go on that. Like, this is an awesome place to be. Or were they like, what are you doing? But we support and love you anyways. Yeah, I mean, my parents <laughs> were like, yeah, we support you. We don't know what you are doing. We just <laughs> hope that you are doing a good job. But they were, even like a few months ago, they did not really understand what I'm doing. But as I started traveling more, I was like, mom, I'm just like a tech writer, organizing events, doing a bunch of cool stuff, traveling. And sometimes I send my mom like my uh, reference ID to my flight so she can like track me where oh. I am and if I landed because like yeah, you of know, course you should want to know yeah uh, <laughs> that's awesome yeah cool uh, but we'll lose each other so now so now you're like again um, working in the crypto community being community manager not really um I mean like my first job because we sort of lost each other um. So my first job uh, that I got was at Telegraph, which was um, like a signaling, AIP signaling on mm-hmm. Ethereum, which was like, okay, my job was basically scrape tweets that were about APs and add them to database. Uh, and then we got like a graph of like who is pro the AIP, who is against and who is like, you know, uh, something in between. But the project did not have funding. Um, and so I was working there for like two weeks, didn't get paid, whatever. But then I got introduced to Jamie uh, Pitts from, Ethereum, uh, from Ethereum Magicians. And he was like, you know, hey girl, like, um, I see that you are like really trying to get into space. And he like sort of took me under his own wings. Nice. Um, and he helped me, like he was like mentoring me. Uh, and then uh, I helped out organize councils in Berlin that we had during the Metacultural Conference and Web3 Summit as well in Berlin. And then we did Osaka and a bunch of other events. But that's like where I sort of started. Were you always in love with traveling? Because it sounds like for these conferences, you're going to a lot of different places. And yeah, you're coming here to uh, the States soon. So did you always love traveling? Or is that kind of like something you learned to love or a theory? I mean, I'm 
I think that like the way how you are asking a question, you feel like I'm <laughs> older than I am. But I literally got into crypto after I graduated school, which was yeah, I graduated school basically in like June. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the at, like beginning of June, I graduated school, went to US for three months for work and travel experience, and then came back. Uh, and then after like two months, we had the Devcon for Prague, right? And that's like a few months later in like January, I like mm-hmm. been, uh, like I came into the rabbit hole. Um, <laughs> so I'm younger than you think, I think. Uh, so yeah, I mean, traveling for, for me was always something that I liked. Uh, and especially now, I don't even have a home base, really. Mm-hmm. So I'm still, like, <laughs> I'm around. just winging it. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, um, I think now it's becoming so popular is being, being a traveling digital nomad. Like, that is that is a career, you know. You're, you're creating your own career, which is a traveling digital nomad. I, I have, like, a few friends who do that for a living. Um, and their home base is almost online, which is pretty cool. I think that's awesome. Um, sometimes, like, it's just... It's not the standard, which is going to your normal job every day, commuting to work. Uh, now it's like this is a new way of a career online, traveling to different conferences and creating a community around it. And you know, like you said, like uh, you're young and you're inspired to do this. I think it took me a long time to figure out, you know, this is kind of a lifestyle I like to live too, is being able to just be online, speak with my community, have, have that kind of engagement with the people that are like-minded and, you know, pursue that I'm, i guess i'm like have a few more years experience but it took me a while to figure that out so i'm really happy that you're kind of going into it right away right after school and learning that immediately because yeah it's not easy to figure out what you love so soon i mean you know we just should not have like stereotypes in life uh-huh. we should just live life as it is yeah um and when i'm saying that i mean it Honestly, because right now I'm having life when I was supposed to be at home till like Denver. And then this morning somebody texted me like, you know, get yourself a flight and <laughs> come to my place tomorrow. So I'm, I have like 9 a.m. flight tomorrow. Oh, man. Um, yeah, because life is cool, life is fun and we have to live, live out of backpack. And if uh, our job allows us to just like have computer and internet is basically everywhere, so we can like um, do cool stuff uh, from anywhere right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it's awesome. And um, so now that you're you're like full time with Ethereum Magicians, right? That's your yeah. Mm. But I work with them many projects. I mean, because I entered a space and then uh, I was working with Magicians for like a year. And then I was thinking that I have like no idea where the space is going. Yeah, no one does. Uh, but <laughs> then I wanted to like try to get hired by one project, but I just got like internship for like six months. And then I was like, okay, what now? Because I wasn't sure like as the pandemic hit, like what to do with magicians as the events mm-hmm. weren't really a thing and we couldn't like travel anymore and we couldn't like organize physical in-person events and online events sucks i like okay yeah. i know that i'm like honest i am uh but yeah online events are just terrible um so i wanted to like figure out what to do next so uh i was working with a couple of more projects um and try to like see like what fits me the best but i ended up coming back to magicians if that's something that's 
um, like which gives me full autonomy and I can yeah. be like the most creative there. And I'm also a part of a couple of DAOs which I'm helping out here and there. Nice. And what was what's your uh, favorite aspect of working in this type of industry? Is it like talking with the community members? Is it creating articles, creating how-to guides or um, organizing conferences? What have you found like the most fun in your career oh i'm a very community related person although i hate calling myself i'm a community manager mm -hmm. um the way how i'm usually describing myself is like technical educator mm -hmm. okay some people <laughs> may not really not agree with me uh but i i made uh, a lot of documentation um to the space and i try to like help out with a lot of topics um my last work which is sort of like my bigger project was the nft standards wiki which you can find under nft standards wtf which is like a huge wiki of all ips and ERCs wow. related to nfts um and i'm leading working group and we made uh, four ERCs, four new ERCs. Uh, which nice. I mentioned in my last uh, article, if somebody wants to like go for I it, will link so to that, go yeah. on my mirror. Um, so that's sort of like my biggest project, or that's like sort of like how I like to define myself. Mm -hmm. um, because community management itself is very hard, yeah. and I appreciate every people every single person that is a community manager because I try to be one but it was just like too insane for me and especially in the beginning I tried to like be a community manager and I had days when I had like six calls a day and my mind would like <laughs> blow up so yeah, it's a 24-7 it's a 24-7 yeah, like industry telegram discord calls all the time yep. right now my days looks a little bit different and i'm more of a event organizer because right now i'm organizing a bunch of events and uh, meetups and dinners and all that kind of stuff for the community in denver and yeah. also in amsterdam as with magicians we are going to have like huge event in amsterdam in april cool um and also trying to do research for the nft standards working group as well nice nice that's a lot yeah it's a lot to take under <laughs> um but it's definitely appreciated because that's like like you said it's, it's like a something that no one kind of notices happening it just oh there's an event let's go but there's so much planning involved in an event like so much uh small things that could go wrong that you hope that don't go wrong so yeah, your work is definitely appreciated and I'm sure people there are definitely noticing. Um, so yeah, like Twitter, I mean Twitter, uh, crypto, well crypto Twitter um, is a big space, a lot of commotion going on there. Have you always seen yourself as someone who's public? Because I know you're creating your uh, Twitter uh, brand and your profile, you're kind of gaining more exposure and that's kind of a natural occurrence for a community manager is to show face. This is who I am. Um, did you always kind of feel that's something you wanted to be a part of, like self-brand or kind of slowly develop? I mean, I was never like, I had like no idea basically like, <laughs> what am I doing. Uh, but as I was like very like fun and friendly and I am very friendly in person 
as well so I'm like always like you know being there and like hey I'm Annette and like let's be friends and like you know like if you will see me on events or like conferences I'm pretty sure that a lot of people interacted with me in person so I'm very like energetic and friendly so that's like how I build my Twitter sort of and my online persona as well because um I never felt like I need to like hide my face on mm-hmm. behalf of some avatar or like some um, names or nicknames or whatever. So I always like, you know, I'm just going to be there and be like an ad with a smiley face, you know? <laughs> uh, and then sort of like my Twitter blow up and I was like, oh, well. Um, and especially it's the space and I feel the energy on Twitter. It's like, it's getting like way more into anonymous and like a bunch of like, even like toxic trades are happening mm-hmm. on Twitter lately. So I did not feel like tweeting a lot of things because sometimes, uh, especially like, I'm getting very um, sharp and very like strong opinions about yeah. things. And um, as my Twitter is like growing bigger and bigger, I'm very careful about what I'm sharing on public. So that's why you can see a lot of tweets from my side because I don't want to shit post random dumb shit uh, on <laughs> my feed because I feel like a lot of people is uh, taking me very seriously. Yeah. But I love developers and I always appreciate developers. Uh, so I'm trying to help out developers, but it's not like the ideas are not all the time he, he there uh but uh right now i'm working on the 30 days web 3 challenge cool. which What's we that? have on discord um it's like a i don't know like wealthy from uh uh ethereum.org he basically tweeted that he wants to do some like curse or like cohort for web 3 developers oh, and cool. then he posted there uh like air table and i was like sure let's help <laughs> uh so sure. right now we are having a month long full of mentors and wow. projects that are giving workshops and people who are building um cool projects and that's sort of like ongoing thing right now in uh as of this month um, and we'll see like what's next, but I'm very open to any like Web3 initiative and like helping out developers and working around standards and APs and ERCs and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's like so needed because like you said, developers are so important to the ecosystem. People forget that Ethereum or whatever coin or crypto it is, it's still, you know, developers are the ones who are working on advancing that for us. We're all excited for you know, EIP or like or some um, Ethereum two or whatever fork or whatever uh, update. It's it's a developer developers who are working on it and the people have to agree on it. So people who are there has to be a middle person because there has to be someone who has to be able to educate people like me, the common person, on what the developers are doing, what they're working on. So if I ever have an opportunity to vote, I can and I know confidently what I want to vote for because uh, lots of times. It's just, yeah, people shitposting on Twitter. Why Ethereum sucks. It's going to be you know, Cardano's Ethereum killer or, or Bitcoin's going to overtake Ethereum. It's like there's so much shitposting going on, but no one's giving any actual articulate thought to what they're saying. They're just hoping their bag goes up in price. Usually if there are active developers on Twitter, they're the most articulate ones who are actually able to explain what's going on. But again, a lot of their wording is just pushed away with shitposting. So yeah, your work is definitely appreciated. And that's the same thing what I love to bring out too, is just 
more education, more realization that there's a lot of people who are helping in the community, helping uh, educate people on what's going on in the space and kind of push away all the shit posting to the side. So n- now that um, you know, you're getting into the crypto space, you're in it now and you're realizing how much is going on and it's a 24 seven industry. How do you keep yourself sane? Like, how do you, do you have any like hobbies or like, do you like do things outside of crypto that keep you like going or is crypto your thing? I mean, <laughs> crypto is like basically crypto is a life for me uh-huh. um, right now. And over the past like three years, it's like yeah, crypto is life for me. Um, but especially with a lot of moving and I don't know, I'm just, I don't have like a base for over the past like more than six months and I don't plan to like settle down. Because I know that there will be many conferences and things happening where I will have to go. So I don't want to like get myself a place and then Mm. like, you know, being out anyway. Um, So I don't have really like a hobby outside of crypto, but I do try to keep myself sane with doing things like yoga and exercising and especially walking or like hiking, um, which keeps me very like on point because i and like having alone time for me is like very important because mm-hmm. i know that sometimes i'm like getting crazy <laughs> and even at home just like when i know that like i'm like can't like do something i'm just like okay i need my alone time and that's why i will just go on a walk and how that's kind of thing i feel the same way too sometimes like when I'm just on the internet for too long, listening to too many people talk, I'm like, I have to shut all this down and go for a walk or uh, go uh, practice guitar or just, just shut off for a minute because it just like so much people, so much commotion. Because like, yeah, I did community management in 2017 during the ICO craze. And yeah, just constant bombardment of questions and questions, what's going on, how does this work? The same question a hundred times in the same day. And I just you know, you have to like learn how to handle yourself emotionally to not get upset. And, you know, every person that asks that question is a new person with a fresh mindset. So you have to be able to explain to them as kindly and as thoughtful as possible because it is a lot sometimes. And yeah, I'm glad you get to spend some time for yourself because I also cherish alone time too because it's a, <laughs> it's such a good like way to decompress. Especially after events, it's like a must. Yeah. Like after like every conference that I come home, like or like somewhere, like get out of the city and try to like always like after every conference, I'm trying to like go somewhere to the nature, mm-hmm. and that's like go for a hike or like shut down the computers, try to like get rid of jet lag for a few days. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and I have like a few cities uh, in the world where I like to spend my time and just like you know just like don't care about people for a second because especially after events it gets like overwhelmed it's like overwhelming yeah uh and at some point you will realize it's fun to like hug like 80 people a day but like after like three days your brain is just like <laughs> gets like sane yeah. and you just can't do that all the time what was your favorite i guess conference that you went to that that you've helped organize uh I mean, I think that like MCon was like one of my last favorite conference because there were the most friends. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, because you know, I go to quite a lot of events, but not everywhere I have many friends. Uh, because as I'm like quite a long time in crypto, I 
don't go to conference to meet and like get to know many new people but it's more less for me as a reunion with my old friends um and a bunch of people does the same that they just go to conference just to rain out with friends mm-hmm. have like dinners together and meetups and all that kind of stuff um so yeah mcon for me was like the conference where i met many people especially after like the pandemic and all that kind yeah. of lockdown uh, i got to know a lot of uh, people online so it was like nice to just like meet mm-hmm. and grade with new people nice and if it wasn't for crypto being you know your career path for now what do you think you would have been doing that's a very good question <laughs> uh especially as i'm the person that honestly i don't really have friends outside of crypto and when i was traveling with somebody and we met his friends that were non crypto i was like huh we are going on a dinner. Okay, I'm bored. What we are going to talk about? <laughs> and after two days, I was like, I'm done with this. Like, I want to like talk crypto. go to dinner with somebody who is in crypto because I literally like I have no idea what to talk <laughs> about or with with non crypto people because we went on some boat trip with some friends and we've been in a car and they've been talking about taxes and I'm just like, are you joking me? like what the heck is going on um so either i spent time with crypto friends or a long time i basically yeah have (laughs) a long time or hang out with doggos or like whatever it's so it's so crazy right how like consuming crypto is it's just such a diverse industry you can talk about any industry but also relate crypto into it and it's hard almost not to once you see that you know see that light of oh, this has an application here, this has an application here, this has an application there. So it's awesome that, like, yeah, like how you said, like, if you're not talking about crypto, it's kind of what's there to talk about. (laughs) I mean, the best part is that with the crypto people, I feel like um, if I'm talking to crypto people that are, like, sort of my friends or somebody who I interacted with either online or in person, we, like, 90% we don't talk about crypto. But crypto is like underlayer that we have something in common. We understand like how things works. So we can just talk about non-crypto stuff. Because like, <laughs> yeah, like usually I don't talk about crypto with my crypto friends. And uh. that's what is sort of like, you know, usually friends or like people go to crypto events to talk about crypto i go to crypto events to not talk about (laughs) crypto so that's sort of like the mindset that i have and the reason why i'm doing all of this you have that base uh foundation of understanding that we all agree here so we can talk about something else that's fun um so being in the crypto space for so long what is your crypto pet peeve something in the crypto industry that's kind of like annoys you <laughs> or like you wish we could have changed oh people shilling bags ah like, uh, yeah i mean yeah what annoys me that if we go to like a party because there's always some party happening after event the music is so loud and people yelling at each other like I just don't understand. Like, <laughs> I go to a party to like dance and have fun and drink, and, you know. And like, I just don't understand when these people like go Shit. on a party and yell each other and pitch to each other <laughs> projects and tokens and NFTs. And I'm just like, I'm just, like 
the music is so loud that like you won't be able to talk tomorrow and you're just you know make sure you buy dogecoin (laughs) yeah it's Um, the best sort of annoying (laughs) yeah i know it is funny because like you're trying to have a good time at the party then everyone's shilling you their coin saying hey buy doge buy shiba it's gonna be the future are yelling at each other even you know (laughs) (laughs) or somebody you know i'm at a party want to like have a good time and somebody will come to you and try to like talk to me and i'm just like you like the music is so loud like if you want to talk to me let's go out but you know i came to party to like (laughs) dance and whatever and just like that's like my biggest pet peeve. That's so funny. We are talking about in person. That's so funny. Um, so how? So now that you're yeah organizing events, working in the ETH space, has there been any like challenges for you like developing yourself in this community? Has it has there been like tough um, like uh, growth personally for yourself? Um, I mean, challenges were always there, mm-hmm. and there's always some sort of challenge in life, whether it's like personally or like relationship friendships or projects or whatever but uh, a lot of times I had a situation where I'm like okay so I'm done with this event like we organize it whatever put a lot of energy into it now we are working on recap what's next um and that's like what's like the hardest sort of like part of my life Mm -hmm. because especially as I'm like somebody who is very community related loves talking to people loves creating content for people loves educating people but I'm always having like a couple of times a year or like a couple of times a month or whatever uh, a time where I'm just like I just don't know what to do and (laughs) I'm just like yeah I want to like do cool stuff like yeah being creative like don't know what um so that's sort of like my biggest challenge or like you know or when i'm like building documentation like how can i scale the documentation Mm. uh and like how to keep for example my tweets rolling so i don't lose engagement on them uh when like you know like tweets and especially creative work is something which you just can't force yourself into so that's like what I've been struggling with and I'm like still trying to like make it work somehow and I'm trying to like adjust my lifestyle and my life decisions <laughs> uh, to like what I do so I'm like creative and productive and I want to lose track and I keeping myself sane in the ecosystem. Yeah, there's a lot of, I guess, yes, yeah, someone for in your role, like creativity is key you have to keep people engaged and excited and always following and wanting to learn more but yeah sometimes it's tough like i have that same issue too i I trying to keep my engagement in twitter trying to keep people excited for the next episode of wholesome crypto (laughs) but it's 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 a lot and i think that's also like you know your work is speaking for itself too you have a lot of information out there a lot of content out there a lot of uh good resource for people to read up on and i think it's more also like you know build up you have like you have a really good foundation that you have for yourself now in the crypto space from here on out it'll just keep building exponentially because people will see your latest article whenever that may be but they'll see your latest one then they'll look into your bio and see all this all this work you've done in the past which provides a lot of credibility so it looks like the hardest part is almost you know over for you and now you're like going through that building and expansion part that's awesome yeah but i have to like keep in mind to like not stop 
because yeah, it's yeah, nice to course. have like a lot of content out there and it's nice to have like a personal website with like many podcasts and many talks and whatever and like articles that you made and all that kind of stuff but you have to keep yourself educating because mm-hmm. the crypto is moving and the crypto is growing all the time and every day something is happening and although i'm trying to like not use twitter on the weekends and trying to not interact with people like crypto people over weekend on like telegram and twitter mm-hmm. i'm trying to keep myself low-key in this but i need to still like read every day and i need to like try to like educate myself and like keep the ball rolling because once you stop you really can get back to the like train that is running even faster than you yeah uh, I'm always amazed seeing like some Twitter influencers who are like always posting. Like, how do you always post so much all the time? Like, what else are you doing? Are you doing anything else? Are you? Do you have someone who's uh, paid to write for you? Because that makes more sense. Otherwise, I'm like, this is a, a crazy amount of time to put into Twitter. It's funny. It's uh, like influencers. Yeah. And I had the times when I was like all day on Twitter as well, which was cool. But now I just can't spend all day on Twitter and yeah. I'm like, I will rather don't make a tweet for a week than to like waste all day on Twitter. So I'm That's just true. trying to like yeah. manage and then, my time. And then like, so it's, yeah, it sounds like you're really, like you're trying not to work so much on the weekend. So it looks like you're making, you're finding like a, like a work life balance for yourself now, which is good, which is great. It's definitely needed. Sometimes some people have a hard time balancing that out and they get, so absorbed into it so good good for you uh let's see all right one of my uh favorite last questions to hear to know is um what is your favorite wholesome crypto moment something that's happened in the crypto industry that just made you smile made your heart feel warm something that's heartwarming <laughs> oh and for me the most heartwarming uh parts are like heartwarming moments in the ecosystem is when somebody takes me some like kind feedback on my work or on my article and I love reading these um or when somebody comes to me at the conference I'm like hey I read your article uh-huh. you're doing awesome job that's like oh my gosh I just love this <laughs> um that's like the moment where I'm just like yes I made it um yeah so feedback goes a long way it's like I think it's it's awesome that people are doing that because it's a good motivator it's a good motivator for you to keep writing keep going and that's that's also why i saw you on twitter i was like oh sweet you've done a lot of work in space helping people educate it's definitely useful and we need more people like you helping out in that industry and i think my job is to give a place for you to show face say this is who's helping in the ethereum ecosystem um that's what's exciting for me is that there's so many people doing so many different things and we need to get them out there and let people know there's so many more people in this. This whole industry is people oriented, you know? Blockchain's only as powerful as people behind it. Thank you. Yeah, uh, there are many people, but there are not many people that knows what they're doing, by the way. <laughs> uh, That's true. And don't take me personally, but if you work in the industry, please understand what are you talking about. Because I've been to many places i read many articles um many tweets and attended many um talks and calls and whatever community whatever events where the speakers did not really knew what uh. they're talking about <laughs> so if you have the chance of talking 
please know what are you talking about? Because sometimes it's like, you know, uh, and I learned this hard way. Yeah. And yes, I had a talk where I was not really sure what I'm talking <laughs> about. And yes, I got roasted so much. Where was this? And yeah, it was back when I started my career. Uh, but then I sort of like get back and like self-reflected on that uh, experience. So I was not giving talks or like anything like that until like I fully dedicated myself. And now when I'm talking about something or I'm presenting somewhere, I'm just making sure that I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, really important too, because yeah, for me, I'm always seeing so many people talk and so articulately, so well thought out answers and articles. I'm like, wow, they know so much. I, I don't know what to say here other than good job. And I just have more questions for you. Uh, just pay attention for yeah. what they're talking about. And I don't want to like point out to like specific people, but I just know that there are so many people that are like talking just to like wrapping yeah. some like basic ideas behind big words. Uh, and that's like the biggest issue in the ecosystem. What I'm seeing, especially with like standards mm-hmm. um, and all that kind of like technical space that I'm like reading, that there is like some like few functions which you can interpret with like a line or two, and people are able to write like full essays about that, which you know, yeah, you have to be very. Um, yeah mindful about other people's time and like words exactly and yeah thank you for putting your mindful content out thank you for pushing that and helping the you know ecosystem learn and i hope everyone else here learns to read think about what you're reading be open-minded be mindful and continue your education thank you annette so much for your time today i really appreciate it thanks everyone see ya Oh, thank you so much for inviting me. Of course. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much for inviting me to this podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, Feel free to DM me. I'm very open to having conversation with anyone. Um, Thank you so much for inviting me. Thank you so much for doing awesome job with this podcast. Stay awesome and bye. Thank you. See you, everyone.